three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. Good to be with you, and I hope that you are in a good place, enjoying all that God has for you, and that you are able to enjoy reading God's Word. And I definitely do. The more I read it, the more I enjoy it. Not in the sense of it's entertaining or... Uh, well, I'm not sure what I mean by it, but I, I don't know how to... I just am very satisfied. Sometimes it's very convicting or uh, it just feeds my soul. So it's like good food. And um, yeah, hope you are enjoying that. Today we're continuing through Joshua and... Joshua and the people of Israel are taking on these five kings. And for the most part, they have done that. But we're going to get some more details now on how all that went. So if you remember, the sun and the moon stood still while this was going on. Um, and as they destroyed the armies from these five kings who came up against them. And the city of Gibeon. And so now we're going to get some more of the details on how things went here. So we are in verse 16 of chapter 10 of Joshua. These five kings fled and hid themselves in the cave of Machindah. And it was told to Joshua, the five kings have been found hidden in the cave at Machindah. And Joshua said, roll large stones against the mouth of the cave and set men by it to guard them. But do not stay there yourselves. Pursue your enemies. Attack the rear guard. Do not let them enter their cities, for the Lord your God has given them into your hand. When Joshua and the sons of Israel had finished striking down with a great blow until they were wiped out, and when the remnant that remained of them had entered into the fortified cities, then all the people returned safe to Joshua at the camp of Machindah. Not a man moved his tongue against any of the people of Israel. Then Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out to me from the cave. And they did so. and brought those five kings out to him from the cave. The king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. And when they brought those kings out to Joshua, Joshua summoned all the men of Israel and said to the chiefs of the men of war, who had gone with them. Come near. Put your feet on the necks of these kings. Then they came near and put their feet on the necks. And Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid or dismayed. Be strong and courageous. For thus the Lord will do to all your enemies against whom you fight. And afterward, Joshua struck them down and put them to death. And he hanged them on five trees. And they hung on the trees until evening. But at, the, but at the time of the going down of the sun, Joshua commanded, and they took them down from the trees and threw them into the cave where they had hidden themselves. And they set large stones against the mouth of the cave, which remain to this very day. And uh, as for Mackendah, Joshua captured it on the day, on that day and struck it. And its king with the edge of the sword. He devoted to destruction every person in it. He left none remaining 
and he did to the king of Macintyre just as he had done to the king of Jericho. And we'll stop there. So, again, they are pursuing and destroying the people in the land. God is giving them over to them. There is, <clears throat> it is interesting, and the way you could read it is that all this is happening on that one day when the sun and the moon stood still. And um, and then just understanding that's how you, you, you get these details, and then, then you go back, whereas you read on, you get more details from the same day, same events, <clears throat> just more details. And it is interesting, I think, if you were to ponder how this story could have been told <clears throat> with a lot less detail, and God still protected them and destroyed the enemy. And, but he gives a lot of different details. So one of the interesting details here is how uh, people were quiet. Well, let's see how to say that. Uh, and not a man moved his tongue against any of the people of Israel. Um, well, this is because there's there's no uh, there's no there's probably no good going to come from being critical of the Israelites, right? You don't uh, you don't badmouth the people that are beating you or beating everybody around them. So if you have a let's say Let's use sports, sports analogy, right? <clears throat> a team that's just beating everybody really bad. And you know that uh, chances are they're going to beat you too. So do you badmouth them, right? And then they they beat you. Um, maybe that's a bad analogy because I think the people were hoping they would be left alone, knowing that probably weren't, but bad-mouthing them or being cocky against the people of Israel was just not a good idea. So there's fear. There's fear has struck them again. And there's just nobody's going to bad-mouth them. Now, you contrast that with how some people do bad-mouth Israel today and how, how that looks. So even today or yesterday in the news – it was apparent that what some people have been saying <clears throat> about Hamas, that they are hiding behind women and children, hiding even in the hospitals, uh, keeping the, for instance, the pre-premies, babies that are born premature, the premies were being kept in a part of the hospital that had no electrical power or any of that because Hamas leadership wanted the power for themselves in the other part of the hospital. And all this was, I mean, people were being told this is what they're doing, but nobody wanted to believe it or thought, oh, that's just Israel's propaganda. And it turns out, oh, it's exactly what was happening. And so it is interesting how <clears throat> today, bad-mouthing Israel seems to be the thing to do. Now, Israel has rejected Christ, and, and so there's an aspect of that too, I suppose. But the main thing is to recognize when God is on your side, there comes a point where people will stop bad-mouthing the children of God. Now, 
the next time that happens, it might be when Crazy comes back or is about to come back. I don't know. But right now it seems as if mocking Christians and um, and today, right, you know, right now Israel seems to be the end thing to do. But I suspect that there are things happening even right now that are causing people to rethink what they've been saying. And what does that look like? Well, when you go up against the holy God of Israel, the Holy One of Israel, which is one of the ways really the Messiah is called in, in the Old Testament, <clears throat> the Holy One of Israel, is that you're going against the one that can, that it's not a good idea to conspire against them and things like that. So Psalms 2, right? So one of the things about this podcast is reading God's words. So Psalms 2 kind of gives us a little bit of picture of, hey, let's, um, what does it look like to God maybe? And so it says in Psalms 2, why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in, der in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and testify and terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. So we can think about the five kings that went up against the Israelites. Yeah, that turned out bad for them, including the king that sort of allowed the people to come shelter and nurse in his city. Ended up being bad for him too, right? Or we can look at the how the nations rage against there being a god, whether it's communist China and the way of the communist thinking in North Korea or the Persians who still hate God and his people. Uh, but the Persians are, it's modern day Iran is uh, what we call it. But all these different places that are raging against God or those who want to say there are, there's more than two genders, the ones that are trying to, um, I don't know, take credit for the creation of the human race and they're defiling it marriage gender all that <clears throat> well their their day is coming and it's frightful it is frightful for all those who do not turn and repent so the kingdom of heaven is near repent believe on the lord jesus christ god bless you we'll talk to you soon